Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the evening. I'm the Dude, so that's what you call me. Have a seat, relax. Email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and we can get you on the show. I'd love to hear your stories, love to get other points of view out there, because all of us bartenders and servers have some really groovy story or that we're really happy about, or even some tragic moments that we just need to get off our chests. I mean, it happens to all of us. Hey, and if you also want to check out any more about Hey Bartender Podcast, I got a blog. I got drink recipes all on www.heybartenderpodcast.com. Go check it out today. Anyway, enough of all that stuff. We got to get the drink special out of the way. All right, that's right. Let's get start get ourselves a drink special going. You know what I found out recently is that these mule drinks are becoming insanely popular. Uh, I never tried one personally. Of course, you all know uh, I really don't drink, so I got to go with what you guys tell me on what's good out there but i was running through the fraternal order of bartenders facebook page and this guy named fajita rick came up with this drink and i was just like what really and uh, because apparently out there i found out only recently that these uh mule drinks are insanely popular i uh, think i first found out about it when i was in north carolina and and wandered into a bar and I noticed that they had a whole bunch of those copper tumblers uh, behind the bar. And I laughed and I asked the bartender, how hard is it to keep those inside your bar? And she goes, oh, we have to rebuy them constantly. People constantly steal them. So here's another one for you guys to steal thanks to Fajita Rick. This one's called the Berlin Mule. Take your taste buds on an unforgettable journey. What you'll need per drink, one part Jägermeister, two to three parts fever-free ginger beer and two squeezed limes build ingredients in a chilled tumbler over ice squeeze two lemon wedges give a stir and garnish with a lime wheel now you know that seems like a unique drink to me i that's the only reason why i brought it up because i don't know about you guys but i never hear really a lot about jaeger being used in mixed drinks i mean i mostly hear it as shooters people drink it straight up or people put it in with red bull but to see an actual mixed drink and mix Jaeger with ginger beer, hmm, I don't know about that. But if you try it out, let me know. Hey, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to hear what you guys think about that. And it looks like it comes with a really cool copper tumbler that has the Jaegermeister logo. So good luck trying to keep that in your bar. Anybody else catch that? I managed to do the whole drink special thing and end it right with the song. That was so cool. I I don't know if you guys uh, realize how cool that is to me, but I'm letting you know. 
I feel like I, uh, that was pretty kick-ass. All right, so we got the intro out of the way. We got the drink special out of the way. Just wanted to tell you guys, stick around, uh, because later on in the show, we will be hearing a single from recording artist Jay Robbins. So stick around till the end of the show for that. Anyway, so we're in the middle of the holiday season, people. How does it feel? You just got past Thanksgiving. You got, and you're well on your way to Christmas. And, you know, you're in the middle of shopping. You might stop by the bar a little bit later just because, holy shit, those malls, those stores, they're full of psychotics. And not to mention all of the people that work behind the registers and the people that talk stock shelves. You guys, you guys put up with a lot. Yeah, you do. But people will eventually show up at your bar and, you know, their nerves may be a little bit frazzled or they might be uh, really happy to be able to just sit down, relax, have a glass of something, beer, wine, cocktail, and just be able to get rid of all that stress of being in the mall. And I mean, I, anybody can relate to that because we all go out Christmas shopping. We all basically have to fight for the perfect gift. Look for the perfect gift. That's actually the hardest part for me. Look for that perfect gift for that somebody, you know, because you know, it's all about, do you know that person? And you, when you buy a gift for a friend, not necessarily family, because family, they drop, they can drop hints constantly. But when you want to do something nice for a friend of yours, you got to get them the perfect gift, something that makes you think of them. And if you get it wrong, you feel like crap, at least until next Christmas. Maybe you can, if they've got an early birthday, maybe you can make up for it. Uh, But that's just me. But while hanging out in various places, all this um, well, as I do research for this, um, my, this podcast refresh my memory, uh, from my days as being a bartender and relating to what these bartenders are going through as they're working behind the bar. Yeah. You, you ever notice when, uh, as a bartender or server, some of the people come into your bar and they're looking for trouble. It's not eventually, you know, they drank too much and then trouble ends up happening or it's you know uh they actually decide i am going into the bar and i am going to cause trouble and they come up with these elaborate schemes and you know it's almost to the point where it's like the evil genius do i'm making his plan to kill james bond or superman or something like that and it's devious and it's cruel Sometimes hilarious. One night, long time ago, I had these two women come into the bar. It it was my Tuesday night, so there weren't a lot of customers. It was kind of slow. And it was about 1130 at night. So the two women come up to the bar. Both of them order something simple. It was just like a vodka crayon or or something simple. I think uh, one woman had the vodka crayon. The other woman had a beer. So they asked to see a menu, and so I gave them the appetizer menu because the kitchen had been closed since 11 o'clock and is now 11.30. I'm not serving. I told them, I'm sorry, I'm not serving all the food right now. I only have appetizers, and they go, oh, my God, I can't believe you. This is the vodka crayon lady. I can't believe it. We can't get uh, real food right now. We have to go with the 
deep fried stuff. And I said, unfortunately, I'm here by myself right now. And that's all I have time for. And she goes, well, it's not like you're dealing with a lot of customers right now. And so we made friends. Yeah. Sarcastic remark. We were friends right uh, from that second on. So I set them up with their drinks and uh, they looked at the appetizer menu and out of a pure frustration, let's call it. They said, we'll just have some chips and salsa. And I said, yeah, sure. That's fine. So I wandered over to the kitchen area, uh, grabbed a little bowl, put some salsa in it and grabbed a bag of chips, put some chips around the salsa. Not really concerned about presentation, but still it, you know, put the salsa in the middle of the chips. Hey, it looks okay. And then I bring it back to him there. So I'm just trying to keep myself busy because this woman's already pissed me off. And then she grabs my attention. She says, excuse me in that tone of voice. I'm not, uh, I'm not making this up. Excuse me, but were these the chips at the bottom of the bag? And I looked at her and I said, no, it was a fresh bag of chips. Uh, Honestly, because there were none open. And she says, well, half of these chips are broken. And I started to think about it as like, are do you really, when you open a bag of Doritos or something like that, do you expect every chip to be exactly triangled? These weren't Doritos, but uh, you know, when you open up a bag, if you go through every chip and all the ones that are broken are disgusting, Actually, that's a funny post, uh, funny side story. There is a dude that I uh, knew that if his Doritos were broken all to hell, he would not eat them. He just flat out said, nope, disgusting, not going to eat it. And so me and my coworkers at another job went to great lengths to get find his lunch pail, grab his chips, crush up the chips inside the bag without opening the bag is bad as we could and then put it back in his lunch bag and then watch him freak out it was hilarious if you ever uh want to do that to your friends i highly suggest it. it's hilarious but anyway back to the story the condition of the chips wasn't to her standards i guess and but i tried to be polite and say no that's a fresh bag and that's how they came out you know and you know some of them looked like that they were broken I could see that, but when I sit back and think about chips and salsa, they all go in the same way. Eventually, they're going to be crumbled up because you're going to put them in your mouth unless you're one of those people that don't chew your food, which some foods, mashed potatoes, rice, hey, I can understand. But potato chips, I suggest you make an effort. But this woman wasn't just trying to pick a fight with me. In fact, I think she was just, I was, she was just using me as a warm-up because she had other motives in mind. About a half hour later, this couple comes in, man and a woman, and they came. They were regulars. They they made their circuit around all the bars around town. They liked to visit all of us, uh, whether it was my bar, my friend Shannon's bar, or the other bar across the way. They just like to make their rounds and you know just enjoy the atmosphere. I did not know that the one annoying vodka cran woman used to be married to the guy that came in with his wife. That was my regular customer. That should have, you know, been huge, huge 
alarms and red lights, something very festive, at least to let me know that there was going to be a problem because this woman was already complaining about condition of her tortilla chips. So she was going to, she was there to pick a fight. I'd seen her there a few times and every time she was always complaining about something. It's like that bitch that was in, uh, waiting that complained about all of her food, except we didn't fuck with her food. Although still, I maintain, uh, I maintain just what Ryan Reynolds said. Don't ever fuck with people who handle your food. Not that I've ever screwed with anybody's food. Honestly, and to God, you can't see me right now, but my hand is up. The married couple tried their best to stay away from her, give her as much space as possible. They were shooting pool. They were playing a little bit of video poker. They managed to order their drinks when uh, angry vodka crayon woman went to the bathroom or something. I don't know what she did. And they were just keeping it themselves, having a nice night, date night type of thing. And eventually they decided that it would be polite, proper to walk over and at least say hi. Because they knew who she was and she was there. Tried not to, It. they looked like that they were actually trying their hardest to give her an olive branch, be nice to her, be friendly. So they walked up to her and said, hey, how are you doing? Haven't seen you in a long time. You look great tonight. And then she immediately turned and looked at him. So you're saying I'm a bitch then? And I thought to myself, that's not what I heard. I looked over at her friend that ordered the beer. Uh, she was thoroughly embarrassed. She, oh my God, I can't believe we're going to get into this tonight. And then it became an instant argument. The married couple tried their hardest to be nice to her, tried to calm her down. And they she just wouldn't have it. She was angry at them, angry at the world, angry at the chips, angry at me. And she just wouldn't let up. So eventually they just politely said, well, we got to go. We're going to square up our tab. And I gave them their tab. They paid. And so they left because they knew that, no, it was only going to be more trouble. Then crazy vodka crayon lady starts going off. Yeah, you should leave. I was here first. And, um, uh, and then expected me, you should, uh, you should kick them out. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? I was here first. So, uh, finish your drink. Cause you're done for the night. And I gave her her tab and she just went off. Cause I, you know, when she's acting like that, I don't know if she's drunk or if she's just batshit crazy, probably a mixture of both. But I said, you know what? I'm not going to have this in my bar tonight. So you finish your drinks and your broken chips and you can get your ass out of here. And she, you know, did the usual thing. And so I'm going to call your manager. And I was just like, you go right ahead. His name is, I'm not going to say his name to you, uh, to you guys on the podcast. And here's his phone number to make sure you uh, tell him who I was. Here's my name. Here's the shift. I worked, what time you came in, what I served you. And I was, I just completely went off on her and then she didn't finish her drink. Very wasteful. She didn't finish her chips. You know, there's starving people in Africa that would kill for those chips. And she just took her friend and left and her friend just quietly mouthed to me. I'm so sorry. I just gave her the okay sign and sent them on their way. And the married couple, they were still there. They decided uh, that they were, uh, they were going to have another drink before they left in 
that's when I found out that he, the, the man was married to that other woman previously. And he apologized. He was just, he was just like, I'm so sorry about all that drama. We tried our best to be, uh, you know, be civil, be nice. And I looked at him straight in the eye and I said, it's cool. I really don't care. And so I let them keep shooting pool, play video poker. They had a couple more drinks. They ended up staying a little bit longer, but I started to realize that that woman, she doesn't come in to my bar very often. And so the reason why she came into my bar is because she was looking to ruin that other guy's night because they broke, uh, they broke up, they got a divorce. And so she felt the need for, to try to give him a bad night and uh, try to pick a fight. She was looking for trouble. That's just the way it is. And that's just things that you expect in a, uh, in a bar. Cause all these personalities, especially when you're all, you all know each other and I'm sure it doesn't happen in the chain restaurants very often, but in the hole in the wall bars that people tend to frequent because they like the atmosphere, they sometimes when bad breakups happen and you know, you have to sit back and decide who gets the hangout in the divorce and it, you know, do I get to hang out there anymore? Do I have more friends there? Do I get the friends that are hanging out there? Who, who get, you know, it's like who gets the child when the divorce happens? It can be uh, pretty headachey. I, I'm not going to, I was going to say painful heartache, but it's mostly a headache. So that's just what people do when they come into bars sometimes, not all the time. But other bartenders and servers, you can relate to me on this one. There are personalities that come into the bar or just moods that come into the bar and they are just looking to stir up drama or cause trouble. This other dude, this is some uh, sometime later. Actually, I was covering a Saturday night for a friend of mine. She wasn't able to work that night, so I said, oh, I've got uh, time, so I'll take care of it. I could use the extra cash anyway, because Saturday nights, you know, big money nights. So I'm bartending, and it's getting kind of late, past 10 o'clock, maybe uh, past 11, somewhere around there. And I've got a full bar. I am just slinging drinks like a madman. And pretty impressed with myself, because it doesn't take a lot for me to impress myself. Because uh, I'll be impressed with myself one minute, and then all of a sudden I'll just call myself an idiot later. But the bar was packed. And so I'm slinging drinks as fast as I can. And then this group comes in. This is during the holiday season. And it's a group of college boys that came into the bar. Now, any bartenders and servers, when you hear that college students are coming in during coming into your bar during the holidays, does that ring any bells, whistles, alarms to anybody else other than me? Okay, so we, so these guys come up to the bar and they order their beers because that's what college students think. We got to drink beer and uh, that's the only way to have fun. Sure, okay, that's one of the ways to have fun. I can think of other ways to have fun. Some of them clothed. Anyway, so we, uh, I set them up with their drinks. I checked all their IDs. They were all barely 21. One of them, I think, had turned 21 like two days before. 
but I set them up with all their drinks. And then sitting at the bar, one of the guys dis, uh, decides to say out loud to his friend, I want to get in a fight tonight. And now that was a horrible impression. It sounded more like, I want to get in a fight tonight. That's better. But I'm not going to keep that impression up. So I, after he said that, I looked up at him and I said, not in my bar, you're not. And he looks at me and he goes, it's not your bar. And I said, when I run it, it's my bar. And then I think that confused him. Or maybe he just didn't uh, didn't want to get in a fight with me. And so he it got him to stop talking to me completely. Because I'll remind you guys again, the bar is yours when you're running. Some other person might own it. Some other person pays the bill. Some other person makes sure that there's bottles for you to serve behind that bar. But when you run it, it's yours. It's your responsibility for all sorts of reasons. Liabilities, insurance, uh, business, customer service. It's your bar. They might as well change the sign to your name when you go on shift because a lot of late night people, they don't know the owner. They don't know the manager because the bartender is managing and it's theirs. So, you know what? I encourage all of you to take that attitude. You know, when you run it, it's your bar. But anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox here for a second. Anyway, this kid decides that he wants to get in a fist fight with somebody. It doesn't matter because he's barely 21 and he's probably seen a lot of movies where you get in, uh, that's how you have a good night. You have to get into a fight in a bar. And so I had to keep an eagle eye on him the whole night. And the funniest damn thing was, is he actually did try to get into fights with people, but he didn't go to any great lengths, like pour a drink on somebody or, uh, you know, uh, anything like that. He would just walk over to the pool table and say, Oh, that was a shitty shot or, uh, you know, uh, things like that. He just, he didn't know how to pick a fight. It seemed like, but since he was such an amateur at it, people were just ignoring him. People just continued to have a good time. Just, they knew, ah, just ignore this guy. He'll go away. And they were for the most part, right. But, I allowed those guys to have one more drink and knowing that uh, they were looking for trouble, but I allowed them to have one more beer. And then when I gave them that beer, I did what a lot of bartenders don't know they can do. So here's a public service announcement for you guys. Call the police non-emergency line and request a walk walkthrough. That's all you have to do. Any police officer that's not busy at that point in time will come over to your bar, just walk in, make an appearance, say hi to you, ask if everything's okay, maybe a couple jokes here and there. Actually, I had one police officer come in and ask me, uh, talk to me for a little while and then say, hey, I got these blazer tickets that I'm not using. You want them? And I said, no, nah, I don't have time to go to a uh, Portland Trailblazer game, even though they were doing awesome that year. But... uh. I said, but come back on, uh, what was it, like Wednesday. I'm the Wednesday bartender. I'm sure she'll be all over that. So he was cool with that. But all he had to do was make an appearance, and then those college school boys immediately calmed down. They were almost angelic and finished up their drinks, and they left. And I kept my ear to the ground to hear if 
they got into trouble anywhere else in town. And apparently not. They but they did try to go to the other bars in town and try to pick a uh, pick fights, cause a little trouble. But nobody was really hearing it. They were just like, "Yeah, whatever, kid, and you know, just go away." And but I guess going home that night and not getting into a fight that upset him and his group. And I heard they went back to their house with a case of beer and just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, I guess they couldn't find anybody to fight, so they just decided, well, let's just fight each other, and they beat the shit out of each other. I really didn't see them after that. Uh, They went back to college shortly after that night. But, yeah, the dude, he was looking to start a fight just because he was in the mood. And people do that, and it boggles my mind. It's just that guy actually woke up that morning and said, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to get in a fight today. But remember, boys and girls, fighting is a great way to ruin a good night. It can also ruin your business. I mean, people stop coming to bars because fights happen. Sometimes, you know, they give it a second chance, third chance, but most of the time they give it only one chance. And if your customers see a full-on brawl, I mean, bar stools going chairs getting knocked down, tables getting flipped. Odds are some of the customers won't want to come back there ever again, even your regulars. So that's where the bartender as the babysitter comes in. And we got to stop all the troublemakers and we have to be uh, reactive to stop it before it happens. It's or reactive, proactive, proactive. Yeah. Uh, Uh, We have to be proactive to stop it before it happens. Sorry about that, people. And it's tough to be proactive because every single personality out there is so goddamn uh, unpredictable. And it's, you know, you can sometimes you can sense the troublemakers, but sometimes they turn into a troublemaker. And you don't know, uh, sometimes you don't know the person. And they, you don't realize, oh, this person's looking for trouble. And so got to keep those eyes and ears open here, people, because it's just the way it is. And you want your bar to stay fun. You want that bar to continue to be that place where people want to go and, you know, keep the atmosphere light, keep the music going, keep uh, laughs and, you know, just... You don't want people to be afraid that they're gonna have to go to the doc, uh, go to the doctor, and see if there's a proctologist on duty to get a pool cue out of their ass. That's just not a good night. But fights, that's probably maybe worst case scenario. Well, it depends on the person because there are people that cause drama in the bar that it. It can, it can, you would actually wish that there would be a fight that night just because of all the damn drama that they bring in. And it's, it's like, uh, it's, I've seen it happen a thousand times. All different people, all, uh, all different walks of life, all different sexes. You know, this applies to anybody and everybody. When, after a breakup, uh, like I said earlier before, you got to, sit back and realize uh, you, you got to sit there with your significant other 
and decide who gets to who gets what you know separate all everything uh you know who gets the furniture who gets the apartment who gets uh you know gets to go you know gets these friends who gets those friends it even comes down to who gets to hang out at the local uh, local bar that you two used to frequent uh the couple used to frequent at and uh well let's not go that far into as if they've been into a relationship let's say they've only gone out on a couple dates and it didn't work out all that well maybe one of them just wanted to get the rocks off that night and uh once once they've achieved that they you know just said okay i'm done with you okay yeah that is the lowest of the low but it happens come on people admit it and but or they just got bored with them they just sit back and figured you're not my type uh you know it was nice getting to know you but uh you know there's this other person that i'm also seeing so i'm going to concentrate a little bit more on them we can stay friends though yeah that happens oh dear god does that happen but you know that that person is there to cause well there's one of those people in the relationship that's there to cause trouble in the bar because one per one of the people in the relationship was hanging out in the bar already that night and all of a sudden the other person comes into the bar dressed to the nines and not like they would re- normally be dressed up but they are dressed up really really nice and it's obvious to get attention and it's obvious to get a certain por- person's attention because they all they do is they'll sit kind of close but not that close to somebody and keep staring at them and say i'm right here my you know you know it sucks to be you because i'm sitting all the way over here with these people and you could be with this you know and you know that's just embarrassing and for both parties actually if you ask me as the third party observer bartender I just look at that and I go, oh, dear God, you are trying too hard to get this person's attention. Yes, all of us have had trouble letting go when they think that they're interested in somebody, but that's maybe going too far. That's You're maybe half-step away from being a stalker at that point. But, you know, things happen in bars every once in a while. You accidentally hook up with somebody that you probably shouldn't have and then all of a sudden the drama comes up and the drama comes right back to the bar right where you met and of course that annoys me the bartender because i don't want drama in my bar and why do you got to bring it back here take it home take it out to the street well actually no one night where uh it was it wasn't my night to work it was my friend's night the two people hooked up and he realized that he really didn't really didn't want anything to do with her for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, maybe he was just a dick that way. Maybe she did or said something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the reasoning behind it, but they hooked up one night and all of a sudden didn't, uh, he didn't want anything to do with her. And then she got up all in his face. And the only story that I heard was that she was chasing her, chasing him around the parking lot. He was trying his hardest to get away from her. And she, a last I heard was 
she kept egging him on saying, come on, hit me, hit me. You know, you want to hit me. Come on, hit me. So eventually he did, which was a horrible move because then all of a sudden three guys came out of nowhere and, uh, uh, knocked him down, started kicking the shit out of him. And so he's got the swollen face and she's got a red face. She didn't look like she had any serious marks on her, but he, uh, and so he, uh, you know, just did what she, uh, supposedly I didn't, like I said, I didn't hear this happen, did what she, uh, kept begging him on to do. And then the other guys that didn't know what the situation was saw that he was beating up a woman and did something about it. Uh, luckily, uh, for him, they started to realize that, uh, the cops were on their way because my friend, she, uh, yelled for the phone to call the police. And once they heard the word police, all the guys beating up on him split. And, uh, so, but she decided to keep, uh, keep arguing with him, even though he was passed out on the ground, we eventually got him up on his feet. He still wanted to fight. He was wondering who the hell beat me up. I'm going to kick their ass right now. But then the police showed up and took them both into custody. Uh, just, you know, put them in the drunk tank for the night. And there's a cardinal rule when you, uh, when you're in a bar and you get in a fight, when you get into a fight, you are immediately 86. There's no pass code. Do not collect $200. You are 86. Never come in the bar again. There are some people that uh, try to sneak past the bartender, kind of hide, have their friend buy him a drink. But it doesn't always work. But, you know, when they bring these relationships, toxic relationships, bring the drama into the bar, it's just there to cause trouble. And, yeah. We like I said, we try to be proactive. We we know that these two people aren't going to get along. So, what does the bartender do? We try to keep them separate, no, uh, or something, you know, to keep them from fight, uh, getting into a fight, or you know, play play some music, encourage somebody to. Well, I thank God they took darts out of bars. I don't see many uh, bars that have dartboards anymore because then that's, that would just be a massacre. Anyway, time for a quick commercial and then on to our musical guest, Jay Robbins. Stand by. Just want to remind you guys, if you want to get your hands on any Hey Bartender podcast merchandise, head over to heybartenderpodcast.com. And you can find my blog, you can find some drink recipes, and pick yourself up a t-shirt. Help support the show by buying yourself a Hey Bartender podcast t-shirt today. Musical guest for this show is a singer, songwriter, guitarist hailing from Baltimore, Maryland. Here with his single, Winter Sun, this is Jay Robbins. Till your are 
Once again, that was Jay Robbins with his single, Winter Sun. If you want to find out more about Jay Robbins, just check him out on bandcamp.com. There you can find more of his music. You can find out the links and where to find him. Uh, He's got a website, jrobbins.net. He's also got his listings on his upcoming shows. Wow, looks like he's going to be busy. December 5th at Boot and Saddle in Philadelphia on December 6th. St. Vitus, Vitus, yeah, okay, Brooklyn, New York, and Great Scott in Alston, Massachusetts. Wow, he's going to be doing a lot of traveling. So go check him out, Jay Robbins. Last thing I'm going to talk about real quick uh, before we end this show, before we get to last call. Uh, You know, people in long-term relationships, they uh, don't realize that they're can be trouble that uh, come up. Now, I'm not saying that you should avoid long-term relationships. In fact, everybody should try to go out there and find that perfect someone to spend the rest of your life with. I mean, kind of sappy, yeah, I know. But everybody deserves to have somebody to go on adventures with. That's the big thing. You know, life's a big adventure, and it's way more fun when you have somebody to share it with. However... Start thinking about your adventures here, people. You got these people in long-term relationships. Now, I'm not saying they may cause trouble in the bar, but you know that's mostly what I talk about. But the trouble might start in the bar. Now, take this married couple. They've been married for a couple of years, not too long, and you know they were sweethearts in high school, maybe, 
and uh, they ended up getting married right uh, right out of high school, and you know it all of a sudden it gets to a point where one of them says, "Hey, let's go out tonight," and the other thinks, "Well, uh, hey, cool, a date," but they end up going to the same bar that they go to pretty much every weekend or every other day or whatever. It's like, uh, oh, what was that movie? Shaun of the Dead. It's always Winchester, Sean. Why is it always in Winchester? Why do we have to go to the Winchester? It's that same thing. And, you know, it's just a comfortable place. All of the friends are there. And in the case of the bar that I used to work at, most of those people did go to high school together. But that's where at least one of them's comfortable, or they both were comfortable up until a point. But this married couple, I see... Uh, they come in, and his wife dressed very nicely, and he's in his favorite shirt, uh, favorite T-shirt and shorts, and has his pool cue on his back. So when they thought about going out on a Friday night, Saturday night for date night, they might have had different ideas. Just but just by looking at him, not saying, not judging, not saying anything. But the uh, the husband. He gets deep into his pool game. I mean, he's got his own cue. He brings it to a bar. Obviously, he is really into pool. But the wife ends up just sitting at the buddy bar, staring at him, uh, you know, watching him play. She's not talking to anybody else. There's probably nobody that she likes, knows, in, or interests her to talk to. But he's hanging out with his buddies, drinking beer, shooting pool. And every once in a while, she'll come up to the bar, maybe sit and watch TV for a little while. I'll check on her, see how she's doing. And, uh, you know, you can see it. She is bored to tears. Now, that's where the trouble starts. The bartender, you as the bartender, probably noticed that there is trouble brewing. There is trouble on the horizon. Now, you don't know whether she's going to snap right then and there or is planning vengeance for a later date. But you know there's going to be trouble. There's, uh, he's just way too into playing pool, and uh, she is in a little bit of need of attention. And, you know, uh, this particular couple, she had spent, uh, they just recently had a baby together, so she probably spent most of her day with the baby, not having a adult conversation saying a lot of baby talk and uh, stuff like that. And maybe she's even thinking about being with the baby. Oh my God, I left the baby with um, a babysitter who might be parents, uh, brother, sister, whatever. She may be thinking about the baby, but dude is over there shooting pool. He, uh, he's concentrating on his game. What his next shot's going to be. That is trouble brewing that is the beginning of trouble so in every once in a while as a bartender you want to try to hint to the guy you might want to take her out to a nice dinner not here not here somewhere else you are and take her to a movie don't come here don't pack your pool cue and just leave the pool cue at home go out and do something nice because she looks bored to tears but also, I didn't want to get involved, you know, because what if I was wrong? And 
uh, their relationship is their relationship. I, I don't want to, I don't, didn't want to give out relationship advice because <laughs> I'm bad at it. So, you know, why are they going to take advice from a guy like me? But there are times where I did see that there was, there was something on the horizon. There was a tipping point that was about to be reached. And I really liked the couple. They, uh, uh, they were always really friendly. They never gave me any trouble and they, I could tell jokes to them. We could, uh, they, uh, were always happy to see me. It wasn't just like, Oh, it's you. I, we were hoping that the other bartender was working tonight. No, nah, they, uh, they were always happy to see me and, you know, I wouldn't call us friends, but you know, we generally, you know, we're always friendly to each other. And there were times where I did want to tell the guy, there is trouble on the horizon, dude. You might want to do something about that. But, yeah, not my place. As a bartender, I might give you a little advice if you ask for it, but I'm most likely not going to give it to you willingly. That's because I don't want to get involved. That's your problem. And that's just the way it is. But like I said, if you come up to me and say, you know what? I think my significant other is mad at me. What do you think's going on? And I might give you a worthless opinion just to give you a heads up because, you know, you asked. And, you know, I hate to see relationships go to shit. It's depressing. Anyway, people, it is last call. Last call for alcohol, people. Why do I say? Uh, why do all bartenders say last call for alcohol? Because it rhymes. So, I'd like first of all, I'd like to thank Fajita Rick for unknowingly letting me know about the Berlin Mule. If you guys try that drink out, let me know what you think of it. Dude at HeyBartenderPodcast.com. I also like to thank Jay Robbins for being on the show and remind you to go check out his single "Winter Sun." available on bandcamp.com. And I also want to remind you guys, if you want to help support the show, head on over to heybartenderpodcast.com and pick yourself up a Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt. We got a wide selection in there, and we also got a couple other fun things. If you want to be a part of heybartenderpodcast.com, send me an email, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to hear your personal drink recipes. I'd love to hear your stories. Ask me any questions that you want. If you want to be on the show, Just email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and we can make that happen because everybody's got their own stories and everybody wants to hear them. But until next time, everyone, I just want to tell you guys, like I do every night, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. Felt so good, I had to blow up.